Okay, I think good morning, everybody. The clock has struck zero nine, so I think we're ready to start. Uh, thanks, everybody, for coming this morning. Do I have a motion? I move we open. Is there a second? Second. All in favor? Aye. All opposed? The motion carries unanimously. Okay. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God. Our God and Creator, we thank you for another beautiful day in Fayette County, another day of precious life for all of us here in attendance today. And we thank you for the wonderful rain you're going to give us later on this evening and tomorrow. And uh, we actually very much do appreciate it. We ask especially today and at this time you give us the wisdom, knowledge to make the correct decisions that are in the best interest of those who have entrusted us with this office. In your name we pray. Amen. Sometimes it's good to be out in front of the Lord. Okay, our first agenda item today is to consider and take appropriate action in approving the minutes from our previous meetings of the regular meeting of 13 October and the special meeting of 20 October, and we appreciate you sending those ahead electronically. So I move we approve the minutes from the October 13th and the October 20th, 2022 meetings. Second. Is there a second? Is second. there any further discussion? All in favor? Uh, Aye. All opposed? The motion carries unanimously. We'll sign the amendments. Okay, thank you, County Clerk. Uh, agenda item two is for our open public comments and petitions, requests, any um, open to the public or anything like comments they'd like to make. Uh, yes, sir. Well, first off, I'd like to thank the commissioners and the county judge for the money they get the Ledbetter Fire Department. And uh, I know that they give to other fire departments too, but also I want to, we feel that we have one of the better fire departments because we still do our fundraisers in June, we still do our fundraiser in, in October, and we still do the land licenses coming up the, starting after Thanksgiving. So we are still doing fundraisers trying to improve our system along with the money you get. The money you, most of the money you give us to the fire department goes amazingly for our insurance on our vehicles and our buildings and stuff. So. <clears throat> but anyway, uh, that's the first thing I want to say. Uh, I should have had a checklist today. Uh, secondly is, a lot of people are complaining, we're getting a lot of new neighbors in my neighborhood. They, they want roads blacktopped. When you blacktop a road, it increases the speed. Not that we don't drive slow anyway, but when you get a blacktop road, you're driving even faster. And you don't see the dust, so you can't see who's coming. So I'm not in favor of all the roads being blacktop, especially mine. <laughs> but I know I'm just a minority on that, on Garing Road, so I'll learn to live with it. Uh, one of the things that we could do that roads are, um, are uh, blacktop and that, I've been to a couple of commissioner's courts, you want to change the speed limits, you want to post this, everything else. But unless you start enforcing those rules, which means more constables, more deputies, or whatever in order to do so, you're not going to solve the problem. I have talked to a couple of commissioners about maybe putting some speed bumps someplace in or rumble strips or something across the roads in certain places to slow the traffic down. Round Top Road has two bad curves on it. Uh, 
it's hard hard to make the corners without knowing what's on coming because the road really it's wide enough for two cars but everybody drives on the middle we know that and maybe the other thing is is on blacktop roads that we start putting a white stripe down the middle of the road so people kind of have an idea where they should be driving and not where they're driving so that's just my concern the other thing is I want to thank the two county commissioners for having on the agenda for next year the bridge on low, uh, low water crossing at Cummings Creek on Gearing Road and I look forward to supporting them in any way we can with materials or whatever we can. Thank you very much. Thank you. Anyone else? Public comments? Oh, I do. I forgot to tell you. I'd like to invite everyone out to the Chili Spill this weekend, Flatonia. It's our one-time big event in Flatonia, and uh, it's our 50th year. Uh, so they're gonna they're they're uh, unveiling. They've got a time capsule they're gonna dig up. So I'm curious to see what's inside there. And uh, mm -hmm. so y'all come out this weekend and support the Chili Spill. Okay. <coughs> all right. Do I have a motion? I move we accept all comments on public comment and close public comment. Is there a second? Second. Any further discussion? All in favor? Aye. Aye. All opposed? The motion carries unanimously. Okay, agenda item three is to consider and take appropriate action concerning the request from the Catholic Daughters of America's Court Annunciation number 1962 to place a poster and white ribbons on the trees on the courthouse lawn during the week of October 31st to November 6th to raise awareness for the White Ribbon Against Pornography campaign. We don't have anyone here today, but they did send in their request letter. Okay. We do this every year. Are you um, member of Catholic Daughters? Would you yes. like to say add a few comments? Yes, this is the LaGrange <coughs> Court, and um, it, it's all the courts in, in Texas, we, and I guess around the world. Um, we just place a white ribbon you know, on trees, we pin them out on everybody at church, and it's just to bring awareness um, of the pornography that the children and the adults, you know, are, you know, that they have access to that and just try to, you know, make an awareness that that's out there and try to stop it, you know, with the children. So, uh, so if someone tries to give you a white ribbon, just wear it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we approve the request from Catholic Daughters of America. Court 1962 to place a poster and a white ribbon on the trees on the courthouse during the week of October 31st to November 6th, 2022 to raise awareness for a campaign against pornography. Is there a second? Second. Any <coughs> further discussion? All in favor? Aye. Aye. All opposed? The motion carries unanimously. Agenda item four is considering take appropriate action on an application from Brown Ranch through Representative <coughs> Cheryl A. Brown to adopt Bushaloff Road from Highway 1383 to Anders Bottom Road for the county's Adopt the County Road Program. Anybody hear what this is going to I Please, yes, sir. Well, thank you. Like okay. <laughs> well, thank you all. First. Would you like to <coughs> She's picking up <laughs> Appreciate it. I mean, as part of the campaign, we're trying to make people aware. You'd like to say a few things about it? I'm just honored to do it. Okay. I love our neighborhood. And um, I think it's great when we have the our constituents step up and help us out with a lot of that. So. Absolutely. Mr. Brown, he does a good job taking care of the area out there on Booslop Road. So for him and his family to step up and uh, adopt the road to make sure it stays nice and clean and beautiful for everybody. It's it's a big big statement and big move, and we appreciate it. So yeah. I want to thank you. In the Marine Corps, we call that leadership by example. Thank you. Appreciate it. A lot easier to be in the <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being here. Thank you. And please thank give or extend our thanks to your wife. Okay. Oh, and it should be instead of highway, it's FM thirteen eighty three. Oh, I'm That's sorry. Okay. Uh, I move we approve the application from Brown Ranch through Representative Cheryl A. Brown to adopt Bahusloff Road from FM 1383 to Andrew Bottom Road for the county's Adopt the County Road program. Is there a second? Second. Any further discussion? All in favor? Aye. Aye. All opposed? The motion carries unanimously. Thank you. Agenda item five is con discuss, consider, take appropriate action concerning lease agreement between Fayette County and Gardenia Jansen Animal <coughs> Shelter. 
I don't know. Tracy's not here. Is she? What? No, Blake. I don't know. He may want to comment. Blake, you may want to comment. We just brought up this lease agreement between the animal shelter and Fayette County. And uh, sure. Okay. Thanks. Uh, appears to be in order, I guess. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, we had discussed it before. Um, I uh, did get to discuss it with the other party as well, um, and I think everybody's. In agreement, um, it's a good um, uh, it's a good deal we have with the animal shelter. Um, they've been a really good partner for us. Um, it's, I don't think this is something the county wants to <laughs> be in the interest of doing ourselves. Um, and so it's been very very beneficial for the county as a whole. Um, we can't extend the lease indefinitely, um, but we we certainly can do it in the middle of the lease. We don't have to wait until that's over to renew it. We can extend it. Yeah. If uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but we're about halfway through a 50-year lease, <clears throat> current 50-year lease, and and Teresa out there is wanting to extend that because when she goes out to apply for grants and those type of things, they're looking at they don't they own the building, but they don't own the land. And when they go out there and apply for grants and stuff, people are asking them, you know, okay, are you locked in here? And now are you, are you, is this thing going away next year or the year after or whatever? Or is this before we, you know, look at giving you the money? So she thinks this is, you know, having a longer lease will, will really help her out. So I don't see any problem with it. She said that <coughs> she applies for their, their, their application. When it shows that Fayette County is, is given a 50-year lease, it just shows that Fayette County is committed to Gardenia Jansen to keep them there, and uh, in which we are committed to having them there, and uh, she's committed to for them to be there the long term also. So, I could, uh, I'm vice president of the, the animal shelter. We also met with the animal shelter uh, foundation board in a joint meeting last week, and everyone's very appreciative of the county for the, for the strong commitment to the animal shelter. Uh, the shelter provides about a 93 percent reduction in cost compared to if it was county run. Uh, this, the financial support that the county gives is, is, is very, very much appreciated, and uh, we appreciate uh, Commissioner Judge and the Cole Commissioner's Court for uh, working with us on this project. Okay, that's great. We don't actually have the, <coughs> the lease. No, we don't. But uh, we we certainly is the lease done. Is the lease completed? Would we sign to change the dates on it? Right. Yeah, you know, we would yeah. need it to change the dates on it. If we would like to extend it for another twenty-five yeah. years, yeah. do it in another fifty years, okay. and I just yeah. I can make the date, okay. and then so the motion today then would to be to approve the extension, yeah. Okay. Um, and then to just give the judge the authority to, to sign the, the extension. Okay. <clears throat> I move that we <clears throat> that we extend the lease agreement between Fayette County and Gardena Jansen for additional for additional 25 years and give county judge authority to sign all documents. <coughs> Sir, second. Second. Any further discussion? All in favor? Aye. Aye. All opposed? Motion carries unanimously. Agenda item six is to consider and take appropriate action in approving the preliminary plat of treetops subdivision from Jim Castleman. Good morning, commissioners. Uh, Application here is just to partially revise what had previously come through Commissioner's Court once before. Uh, this is the property in discussion here is what was the Christmas market uh, previously. was discussed on West Books Road in Precinct 2. So the change on this preliminary layout is the uh, few three-acre tracks in orange there uh, on the Previous application that was a single track, and now they have added the road name uh, or the subdivision name for treetops as well. Miss um, Dawn has approved that subdivision name, which is having no 911 conflicts. Uh, but as it is proposed, still the new county road that would go through the center of this subdivision would be built to county specs and all the lots then would have adequate acreage and meet the frontage requirements. How long is that road? Okay. The whole yeah. property is about 150 acres. <coughs> <For a> <coughs> <situation>. <coughs> Next, 
that's pretty so pretty identical to that. Yeah, you're gonna have a lot of roads to take care of. Yeah. <clears throat> God. Oh. One thing, the tree top part, we're missing the trees. <laughs> don't you know? Uh, and, and I, <laughs> I everything but the trees. <clears throat> I don't think it's. I mean, certainly not. It is something we need to think about, though, and the developers. But well, it's far enough off that. You know, we just all know what it's like to turn on the West Foods mm -hmm. from 290, but I mean 237, but it looks like it's at least down around, so where, you know, that's an issue. And I'm sure that the commissioner over there will be doing what he can to improve that, you know, sure. as it's developed, so safety-wise anyway, because that's... Do they have rural water out there? It's up for, it's a... <clears throat> Not at this piece of property. It's up up the road from it. Yeah, that's West yeah. End uh, Water yeah. District. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the discussion at this time is still there. Developers working with the city of Carmine to still possibly provide uh, water out there as well. They have a well up at the Spire 458, which is Probably east east side of this property. Three quarter mile there. Mm -hmm. So is that, and that's not. But that's not Carmine. That's the, yes, that's Carmine. Carmine. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And so this, <clears throat> that's all kind of still in in discussion uh, as far as the utilities, the park for today. It's just to update their preliminary design. They'll still will before the uh, water supply is set. That will all be disclosed. But potentially, the potentially there could be twenty five holes poked in the ground for yes more water wells. Yes, sir. <clears throat> okay. All right. Okay. I move that we approved a preliminary <laughs> plat of treetop subdivision submitted by Jim Castle. Is there a second? Second. Any further discussion? All in favor? Aye. 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 All opposed? The motion carries unanimously. Agenda item seven is to consider and take appropriate action concerning the application from Juan Carlos de Filippi requests. Did I do that right? Sound good. Okay. How would I know? <laughs> Requesting the division of real property located in precinct two. Okay. okay. This track is on the way to road, uh, just outside of Fayetteville, off of 955, and it is just a single two-acre track being carved out of a larger tract, and it mm -hmm. does have public road frontage as well. Okay. I move to approve the application from Juan Carlos de Filippi requesting a division of real property. Is there a second? Second. Any further discussion? All in favor? What? You have some further discussion? All in favor? Aye. All opposed? The motion carries unanimously. Agenda item eight approved, approved two routing agreements and road use bond agreements submitted by Geo Southern Operating LLC for said company's overweight loads to travel as indicated on the attached map on the following roads, Burnside Road and Old Park Road Precinct 2, all public county roads in Fayette County. So we have received uh, the signed application and all the original bonds for both of these. Okay. I move that we approve the two routing agreements for road use bond with GO Southern Operating for Burnside Road and Old Park Road. Is there a second? Second. Any further discussion? All in favor? Aye. Aye. All opposed? The motion carries unanimously. <clears throat> Agenda item nine. Approve the routing agreement and road use bond agreement submitted by Riley Permium Operating Company, LLC, for said company's overweight loads to travel as indicated in the attached map on the following roads, Pinoak Branch Road and Jerk Road and Precinct 1, Jerk Road and Precinct 1, all public county roads in Fayette County, Texas. Okay. Application for Precinct 1. New applicant, uh, but we did receive all of their signed applications and original bonds as well. Okay. I move we approve the routing agreement and road use bond agreement submitted by Riley Permitted Operating for traveling on Pinot 
Branch Road and York Road. Is there a second? Second. Any further discussion? All in favor? Aye. All opposed? The motion carries unanimously. Agenda item 10 is to consider and take appropriate action concerning granting application for Pipeline Public Road Board Crossing Permit submitted by ETC Texas Pipeline LTD for that said pipeline to cross under Raymond Lehman Road in Precinct 2, Public County Road in Fayette County. Road board is related to the previously approved new drilling locations there on Raymond Lehman Road, and we have received the signed applications and all the fees paid. Okay. Move that we approved the application from submitted by ETC Texas Pipeline LTD for the road board on Raymond Lehman Road. <clears throat> is there a second? Second. Any further discussion? All in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries unanimously. Thanks, Clint. Uh, when is when are you gonna? What day are you gonna become a father? December ninth. What? December 9th. All right. Congratulations. Congratulations. All right. Like how you threw in father to a child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Subject agenda number item 11 is to hear a report from Angela Hahn, our grant specialist. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I sent Cassie an update yesterday. I don't know if she was able to get it in there, but on the buyout, GLO has approved the draw. It should be coming to us soon. Uh, they did approve it yesterday for the three properties that were, if you'll remember, the draw three had four properties in it. One of them was removed because they couldn't uh, get a hold of the property owner. They have since done that, so there will be another drop coming. So that's been approved by GLO. The other thing is, uh, we asked about the demo contractors, and Tyler had said, you know, the normal course of business is you wait till everything's bought yeah, and they go sent, out there and do you one. You sent me an email, which I rudely forgot to respond to. Oh, no, to. that's okay. Uh, Harvey did, and right. so we are. <laughs> Thank you. We are moving forward with the two properties that we own for Good Walks Wednesday uh, at 11 o'clock. So whoever wants to be out there, you're welcome to come watch them. We're going to walk through the property, walk around, and, and then they will go see the sealed bids on removing those. So maybe we'll have two houses down by the end of the year. But, uh, out of the two contractors, the uh, Eastern contractor did reply that he would be there. I'm guessing our local guy would be there as well. So, so that's good. Um, GLO are having a mitigation plan. I was not at the meetings Monday, so I'll let Craig tell you how they went. But I will tell you that the uh, uh, our consultant did reach out to us. I asked her what the next steps were, and she has sent out the documents that we need to fill out, that all the participants will need to fill out, and we need to return them by November 21st. So she's going to also reach out to those entities that were not in attendance. Uh, who have agreed to participate in the plan to see if they just were not able to be there that day, but uh, to make certain they don't fall through the cracks. And it is very important that we stay on our timeline or we jeopardize future funding. So we need to stay on that. When it, what impressed me at that meeting uh, was, you know, she made the point clear that, hey, you just give us the information, give us what you're concerned about requirements, we'll do all the work. Right. So. And, and that's, that's, that's what we, when we agreed to go out for a grant consultant, that's what we were paying for, okay. is somebody who does all the work. And I will say H2O Partners, who is the grant consulting firm that we uh, contracted with, has also been with a grant consultant selected by TEDM to do their hazard mitigation plan, so I think we've got a good report from this. Okay. Assistance to firefighter grants, the bid notice was placed. Um, we have sent the specs to LCRA at their request. Uh, Texas Communications is going to request the bid specs, and Josh did reach out to Hallettsville Communication. We're required to reach out to three vendors besides just submitting the grants for the notice. So uh, we, they are due back in November 8th, and we'll see what we get. And the last thing is yesterday afternoon, late, the judge and I received a letter from NKID that the generator grant we've been working on with Bay of Water has been selected for FEMA review. That's not guaranteed, but it is a step in the right direction. They don't normally accept them for review if they're not going to fund it. 
So it's, it'd be for three generators, uh, an overall cost of $396,655. Out of that, this is a 90-10 split as opposed to the 75-25. So Fayette Water's share would be approximately 40,000, a little less, 39,628. Um, and there is a subrecipient management cost in there of just under 20,000. That's a reimbursement to the county for my time. It's 100% covered by FEMA. So any time that I invest in making once if the grant is awarded and I help them with paperwork or whatever we do, whatever needs to be done, FEMA will uh, reimburse the county up to that amount. County auditor, that money goes to her or to the general it goes fund? To, goes to the general fund. Oh, okay. <laughs> No, I don't get the. <clears throat> I don't get the money. All right, we do have water rep here. I mean, you on board? Yes, sir. It's good news for you to hear that. Looking good. Appreciate the hard work. I mean, well, I've got a lot of help. It's been taking time. I know. It's part of life. We understand. Okay. Thanks, Amy. Thanks. Great. Will we accept the report from Angela Holland Grant Special? Is there a second? Second. Any further discussion? All in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? The motion carries unanimously. Agenda item 12. Your report from Craig Moreau, our emergency management coordinator. Good morning. <coughs> Pardon my allergies. I'm going to do this as quick as I can. The uh, courthouse uh, security measures that we discussed two weeks ago are progressing well. Uh, there's uh, all those vendors that we've approved have uh, come back with either fiscal samples or plans, and that's progressing just like we'd like. Uh, the uh, emergency management front, the burn ban uh, discussion is coming up later, but I uh, did put a uh, synopsis of where we are from the numbers side. Uh, the KDVI uh, minimum for the county is 545. The highest point in the county is 662. That's pretty widespread where part of the county is, is a lot drier than the others. I think that's something we all know, but the numbers do point to that. Uh, the average is 608, and that's a change uh, of uh, 33 to the good side. So we're in a better shape by uh, 33 points on the KDBI than uh, we were. The description of what the different measures mean are included on your update, uh, but that's a, that is a big improvement. Remember, that's a zero to 800 scale, so the average now is 608 on drought. Uh, the Regional Response Committee <coughs> met uh, this week um, uh, 1025. We had a lengthy discussion on several topics, including uh, the financial burden of mutual aid and automatic aid, grant priorities, and disaster policies. Uh, so they spoke at length about um, some techniques to get reimbursed if we're in a disaster and our people are used for this. We, um, um, we've used this in the past uh, successfully. The Sheriff's Office had a whole lot of their uh, salary reimbursed uh, from COVID. Actually, one of the first things Angela did when she got here it was a huge benefit to get that work uh, filed and um, get some of that money. They just have some updated guidelines on how to do that uh, even even better. Um, some neighboring jurisdictions uh, have implemented policies that basically gives every single person that draws a county paycheck some sort of emergency management NIMS ICS designation. So role in that flow chart that if everything was going to crap, we would uh, be able to assign them a role and potentially be reimbursed, do some training ahead of time. I do have a template for what that might look like if you guys would like to uh, look at it. I just stole it from another county that I think did it really, really well, and they agreed to share their resources with us, so uh, that's something uh, to consider. Uh, multiple social events scheduled throughout the county over the next month, including large festivals and smaller events. Uh, resources may be stretched thin, but pre-planning can help with unexpected emergencies. Uh, we've already known this, but after several uh, recent events, uh, people trying to do bad things to bad people, uh, we know that pre-planning and having things in place ahead of time is critically important. Uh, and we're than happy to help any, any group, small or large, come up with some of those plans. We just came up with a very extensive plan for Chillishville, uh, done for Bay County Fair and other, other events, and I do believe that uh, fortune favors the prepared, so I hope we never need any of these uh, extended plans are there. It makes us safer. Uh, the first of the uh, three hazard mitigation plan meetings, as you already mentioned, was held in split sessions. Uh, the stakeholder session was attended by a lot of officials. Uh, the public session did not have as many. Uh, there were a couple of folks there that wanted to make their uh, desire known that their particular area uh, needs to be included in the unincorporated area. There's one that I like in High Hill and another from uh, Swiss Out. 
I want to make sure that it wasn't just the cities that are being looked at in this plan. We kind of went through what it would look like and then how that would uh, be shaped, and they seem to be covered by it. But uh, we made note that there is that even the small unincorporated townships that are, are, need to be looked at and, and considered in the completely rural areas as well. <clears throat> uh, on the health front, it's now cold and flu season, uh, which post-COVID means cold, flu, and COVID season. Uh, RSV rates are fairly high. Uh, there's a lot going on uh, from, from a disease standpoint, but that's fairly normal for this uh, time of year. Um, virtually everyone knows how to wash their hands and avoid spreading germs. After the last few years of inundation with health messages, I would say continue things that make sense. Um, and uh, if you're really sick, don't be entering a kiss gum test. Just be, make some common sense decisions and um, it will protect us from all the things we know about and the ones we don't. Okay. I forgot to say it earlier. Uh, whenever Angela was talking to, but this is kind of the emergency stuff. But uh, TxDOT did let me know that they did get approval for the uh, emergency message boards, awesome. and the letting is going to be next middle of next year to start working on that. They uh, said from Gonzales County to Colorado County, I think he said it's supposed to be eight of them. And I asked him if he was in contact with LCRA with the fiber, and he said they already had people come say that they would donate everything just so they could get their fiber in there right away. Awesome. <laughs> so That's he great. said that it's a go for that project. So I forgot to tell everybody. Good. <clears throat> Will we accept the report from Craig Morrell, Emergency Management Coordinator? Is there a second? Second. Any further discussion? All in favor? Aye. Aye. All opposed? Motion carries unanimously. Agenda item 13 is to review and approve the revised order of appointment for our election judges and alternates. <clears throat> Terry's not here because early voting's going on right now. Yeah. So um, she asked that I just say that they updated one for Ammonsville and one for Sister. Okay. So um, that's why we need to revise the order. Anything why the one for Holman's in red or is it? No, just, that, was, that was I think that was just on their end. I okay, I didn't know if it was a code it or anything. For, okay. for that, All right. So I apologize, but it's black on your the one you'll sign. <clears throat> well, we appreciate all these people going out to work in these uh, poll sites. How will we approve the revised order? Oh, go ahead. Oh, you said you're welcome. How will we approve the revised order of appointment for election judges and alternates? Is there a second? Second. Do we need to keep an eye on Precinct 112? Is it in good hands? All in favor? Aye. Aye. All opposed? The motion carries unanimously. Agenda item 14. Discuss and consider and take appropriate action concerning the burn ban. This is something I put on there because when we were making the agenda last week, we were supposed to get two inches of rain over the weekend. That did not happen. Did not happen. Uh, so I just move we take no action on this. Commissioners? Any other commissioners? I agree. We need a whole lot more rain than we got. Yeah. So two inches. Done much anyway. I mean, it was basically just put it on because if we got substantial rain, it, we could do something about it uh, since we we're having a meeting, but we didn't get anywhere near enough. So, no action. Okay. Yeah. You gotta be pile out there in my place. All right. <laughs> no action. Agenda item 15 is to acknowledge the dates <clears throat> for the 2022 Fayette County Tire Disposal. This is what this is what the commissioner's court already approved in the yeah. past. Uh, we had the dates finalized and kind of made up a little flyer. I'm gonna send it to the papers and everything so they can advertise it and stuff like that. Uh, but this is what we picked. Uh, it's gonna be November 7th and November 9th <coughs> from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. Uh, the two drop-off locations will be in Precinct Two Yard and Precinct Four Yard, and then below it will have all the prices and everything. We just want to put this on there so everybody knows what's going on. So I move we acknowledge the dates for the 2022 Fayette County Tire Disposal Pickup. Second. Any further discussion? Appreciate the commission. Yeah, we've got a little more discussion on that. We appreciate the other two precincts coming out to our locations and assisting that day, those days. Oh, we were both, we were both uh, <laughs> planning on it already. It was already <laughs> on the calendar. <laughs> Perfect. Thanks in advance. <laughs> <laughs> Just checking. 
Well, I appreciate the commissioners we'll even come out on taking the initiative <laughs> to getting this going. Sounds so, good. Much needed uh, for these tires. Okay. All right. Do I have a motion? Do we already? Do we already move? Yes. Okay. It's discussion. Okay. All in favor? Aye. Aye. All opposed. Motion carries unanimously. <clears throat> Agenda item 16, we're going to consider and take appropriate action by accepting and approving the written plan of the Fayette Water Supply Corporation to bore under Fritch Road and Precinct 2 into place and install a new water service line for a 26-lot subdivision located at property ID Romeo 95395 and requiring Fayette Water Supply Corporation to make repairs of any resultant damage done to the roadway sides, ditches, right-of-way, Fritch Road. Do any paving work, compacting, restoring the roadway, sides, ditches, right away, all back to finish natural grade. Yes, sir. We've been requested to place a four-inch water line down Fritch Road. Uh, we will not have to bore under Fritch Road. We will be going down the northeast side of it from the existing six-inch, which is on State Highway 159. We will bore all driveways and encase the lines under all driveways to get to this property. It's approximately 2,700 lineal foot to get to the property, and then we will be getting a plat and plans of what amount we'll have to lay on the property to provide water to 26 lots. While I have you here and, and would like some other commissioner input, I'm, con I'm concerned about the future with a lot of the development coming, okay? And people are going to punch holes in the ground, which as they can out here in this rural area for water wells. Also, another option is, you know, commercial water. I mean, y'all put water out there. So how do we, what's, is it, is it just the developer decides whether he or she is going to, you know, have the people who buy these lots in these platted areas put their own water wells in or rather they decide up front no we're going to go with rural water and that's what you're going to have to be tied into or what how what's how is clinch you may have me comment on that too I, uh, the biggest concern is of course is cost to, to get the water to the property uh, the developer is required to pay for all line extensions or improvements which can be conservative. But right now, I mean, we'll give them a price. Heck, they sit there and write a check out in a heartbeat. They don't even, I mean, all they're looking for is uh, inventory to sell lots and stuff. So, but my concern is, is we're getting close to where we're running out of capacity ourselves. So we're having to drill new wells and so forth and bigger lines. And it's getting tougher and tougher, especially on the east side, to find water. I mean, there's water there, but not potable water according to TCQ, and it's really hard to find water on that side. The west side, I have no concern. I mean, I've got wells that are 2,000 foot and will pump up to 2,000 gallons a minute, no problem. But my problem is, is, is transferring water from one area to another, increasing water line sizes and so forth. But but the developer, it's up to the developer whether he's going to pay for the extensions and all everything that goes with it. The county does not have a requirement uh, for the developer at this time that they do provide public water or that they do provide a water supply at all uh, before selling the lots. Uh, this particular subdivision here had also previously been through commissioner's court uh, as a preliminary approval. This was the Arroyo Vista uh, off of Fritch Road, kind of near Clivers, over that area. Um, and just in their case here, they're bringing water, so if you buy a lot from them, they're gonna have the water easements in place, the electrical easements in place, so a prospective buyer can buy and build. And, you know, a lot of the utility costs, aside from their septic system, is in place already. Well, I guess my question is, if, if these developers come in and, and 20 or 30 lots and you got a punch of water well in there. How do we know when we get to the point where if they go into this area and everybody's dropping a well, that there's enough water down there to service that area? Is there any kind of studies we do the, you know, to that, I mean. The only, the only information that we have <clears throat> is going back on the, to the groundwater district and pulling up uh, well site, old well site drills and so forth. 
and studying the, the depths of the sands in that area. The, if there's water there, that's a, it's just like if you're going to Vegas and sitting at a craft sheet and throwing the dice. I mean, it can be there, but more than likely, you know. And the other thing is, is the quality of the water. There's so much minerals in this area. The worst is, of course, is well, the sulfur. The other thing is, if it's there, how long does it last with everybody you know, I, I can tell drawing you right out now. of it? See, I, I don't, yeah. is there I any... can tell you this right now. We're putting in meters where people's water wells are going down quick. And one thing is, is the drought. Second day is, second thing is, is the population. <coughs> so, it's not good. If you I'm, had to drill a new well now, what would it cost y'all? Three million dollars. Three million dollars. Mm -hmm. But that's how, yeah, well, how deep? 2,000 feet, 3,000 feet? No, no. That's only for 580 foot. Okay. What size is it? It's, I'm sorry? What size? As far as the casing there, everything, it'll be 14 inch casing with a 50 horsepower motor. But the plant and everything is included is $3 million. To drill a well is, is right at $1 million because the problem is the requirements for bottled water is you have to encase it in concrete all the way down to the bottom plus that you're screening and everything. So that way it doesn't get contaminated from outside sources and stuff. And then your treatment facility will depend on what kind of minerals in the water if you have And plus the amount of water that we can pump out of it. Because that side, we have to set up uh, filtrization for iron. There's, there's no given doubt about that because that side of the river, is, is, this iron is unbelievable. So that's, that's about $180,000 cost in itself for filters and stuff. Are there any options we should be looking at for the future with respect to I don't think our water well? But I mean, that's ability. that's what the groundwater conservation district's for. I mean, you I mean, can express a whole different set of rules yeah. that they have to go by as far as um, drawdowns and replenish rates. And as this has come up a few times in court, I've reached out to them, and <clears throat> the groundwater district is kind of working on a presentation and, and a person to come. Uh, more so than a local representative that might be able to answer some of those particular questions about how much is out there and what kind of quality is out there for county residents. I would think that the local representatives should know those answers. No, they, they, when they call me, realtors especially, when they call it, they're buying property, the only thing they ask is how far is the waterway and how much would it cost? They don't. No, I mean the people on the, on the, on the board. But that's just it. Even with wells and stuff when they're asked, they, you know, there's no tell. They won't. There's no given answer, truthfully, until you punch a hole and pump that water out of the ground. That's the only way you know. So this is going to be a, a brand new line all the way from 159 down that side, because you do have water on the other side to supply those houses. The existing houses are on a two-inch water line, and, right? And I'm only allowed to put 10 meters on a two-inch water line, and we're at capacity with the 10 meters. Okay. So I have to put a whole new line in. Right. The state already paid for it and everything, and it's ready to go. How many people in this room have a water well? Personal, personal. How many of How many of their wells have ever gotten low or Mine's cracked? Mine, I had to drill mine. So it happens. Yeah. yeah. I only use mine for like water in the garden or something. I don't use it for the house. You don't use it for take a shower or anything? You water your garden first? Well, like you said, some, some of it has uh, some of it, I like my garden. No, some of it, no, but like like you said, some of it has so many minerals in it, you get, it, it, it's got a smell to it where you don't, you don't want it in your do house. You, do you have any suggestions for the future? I mean, on what we might ought to be thinking about doing? I mean, you're in this for a year. continue to work with the groundwater district because they're the ones that, that ultimately will tell you if they can if, to give you the permit to punch a hole or not. You know, uh, they, there needs to be more access to to what's out there. And it, but like I said, okay, for instance, sister, we've laid nine miles of water line for for like 82 residents or homes. They're, all their wells went bad. They were having to haul water for two years. And the reason that it went bad was the drought from 2011 and so forth drained the aquifer. And then when it finally started replenishing, it started pulling resources from other areas, which was real bad sulfur water, and the water turned black, ruined all our wells. So every 10 years, your water system or your aquifer is going to change depending on water 
you know, replenishing and so forth. So there's really no way to, to truly keep an you know, accurate account of what kind of water is down below. Like I said, the only way you got to know is punch a hole in the ground and pull the water out and test it. That's the only way you do it. I could add that I think <clears throat> having access to water, both potable water and fire suppression water and everything else is probably going to be uh, the biggest hindrance to resilience in this county over the next 10 years. It's just a personal opinion, uh, but looking at it, it's something that I think we need to pay a whole lot of attention to. And uh, it's one of those things that we're going to compensate, compensate, compensate until we fall off a cliff. And uh, it's uh, I don't know, I don't have the exact right answer stretch, but it is going to be something that's going to cause trouble. We already saw a snapshot of that during the freeze is what happens when we just lose a little bit of our capacity, how bad things go downhill really quickly, and uh, it is a very important issue. And I'm thankful for addressing it. <coughs> we don't have a, we, after this year, we won't have a sewer plant anymore. And Ellinger is on their own city, so it should open up the door for us to help with some grants for another because like, like, like we did with Ellinger before sure. and passed through the county. Uh, I mean, that may be something to look into in the future. Yeah. That would be, I mean, everything would be helpful. I mean, especially we're in need of transfer lines. I mean, to get water from one area to the other, from our bigger wells, to get it across the river or something for that matter. But, you know, there's areas that we can drill and put in big wells, but the problem is getting it to areas that doesn't have the capacity of water that we can drill on the west side because those grants are 325 325,000 the CBDG we depend on the land okay. I mean there are some out there right now that are uh, okay. so the, the fracking guys that are desperately looking for water on the east side of the county um, mm -hmm. they're having a hard time finding it for folks that really don't have a budget to buy water, and they're still struggling. Yeah, for us, if we if we find a, a hole in the ground that can give us 350 gallons a minute, we are lucky. That is that is considerable, large amount of water on the east side. Other than that, you're not going to find anything more than that. That's one medium fire mm -hmm. the water. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. That's how, that's how it is. Okay. <clears throat> I have a motion. So we're not going to bore it. No, we're not going to bore First Road, but we'll bore all the driveways oh, down on one side. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Parallel to it. will still be boring all the driveway bolts and all that. So basically, you're allowing them to lay it in the light of the Okay, so I'll move that we uh, allow fed water supply. To let install their line in the right of way of Fritch Road and to bore all driveways. Is there a second? Second. Any further discussion? Appreciate your comments on that. Thank you all. Yeah. All in favor? Aye. Aye. All opposed? The motion carries unanimously. Thank you. Thank you too. Agenda item 17. Consider take appropriate action setting a date for public hearing concerning setting speed limit on the following roads. Tynert Road and Precinct 1, East Parker Road and Bittner Road, Precinct 3. And for authorization to publish a notice of said hearing in the newspaper. Judge, over there on, um, you've been out there on East Parker, Bittner Road, that's where the uh, solar farm is coming up. It's going to be, and so there's a lot of truck traffic there now, and, and there's some, uh, dangerous curves on that road so some of the citizens have asked me to if there's any way for us to slow the traffic down so we, we're going to start with the signs and I know there's been comments about speed bumps and things like that and I really don't think that's the direction to go but uh, we're going to start with these signs and put some curve signs up and just try to slow the traffic down a little bit I have on a tiny road it's a well it went in and it's been the same thing I mean but I mean, I wish Rodney was still in here and we could talk a little more about it because, I mean, when people come to us, if there's no speed limit, there's nothing they can do as long as they're going under 65 miles an hour. So we have to put a speed limit up until law enforcement then can come write a ticket. So this is the first step in the whole process. Uh, the, but the sign is all we can do here. The rest has to come from law enforcement. And a lot of them call and say, can you just go put a sign up? And they don't understand. We don't have the authority to do that without having a public hearing and, and, and once we then once we 
once we have an order, then we can go ahead and post the signs up there. But it's just we just can't go out there and stick a sign up just because they want us to. So it's just a process to go through. And I don't think putting up speed bumps is the answer. It's a traffic hazard. And uh, the sheriff department, EMS, the fire departments have all had made comments about it that you know when you when you need to get there doing 90 and you got to slow down for a speed bump. It's just you know some. Speed bumps for roads for like 20 miles an hour. Yeah. Sure. Which we can't even set that up. Okay. Anyway. So we uh, we need to set the date and the... Uh, do, do we have a date that we can set this, Kathy? Um, I would ask that we kind of put it out a little bit. Not mm -hmm. right on the 10th, but on the 23rd. Can you do that? I'll be, I'll that me. way I can make sure I get it done. Consent. Is that okay with you, Jason? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I move that we um, set the date for a public hearing, set a speed limit for December 23rd for Tyner. November. Oh, oh, sorry. November 23rd for Tyner Road in Precinct 1, East Parker and Vintner Road in Precinct 3, and authorize, and authorize the publication of a notice for the newspaper. Second. <laughs> Is there any further discussion? All in favor? Aye. Aye. All opposed? The motion carries unanimously. Agenda item 18, consider take appropriate action approving the quote from Artcom Communication East for the data cabling located at the Main Street Annex for the Tax Assessor Collector's Office. This is uh, basically, this company changed names. This company did this, the, all the wiring for the auditor side. This is just the second half of the building for the tax assessor collector. <coughs> so this is a one-time fee? This is just to get all the wiring done to where everything needs to be. Yes, it's a one-time fee. Can we use AOP money for that? I was just thinking that. I think we'll check into that, see if we could use ARP. Yeah, I was, that, I was just thinking that because that is internet that provides internet access, correct? Because I don't know. Had we budgeted for that? Was that in our budget? No, we did not technically line item budget for this. Yeah. Could we look? Yeah, I'll double check, but I think just can, right off the top. Can we still approve yeah. moving forward with this? Yeah. yeah, okay. All right, that motion then, and we'll look at doing it then. I move we approve the quote from Artcom Communications East for the data cabling located at the Main Street Annex for the tax assessor collector's office. Is there a second? Take it. All in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries unanimously. Agenda item 19, consider and take appropriate action authorizing funds to be expended from the county attorney office forfeiture fund to pay for the purchase of a digital camera and, a drug, dete and drug detection equipment, including all hardware and software to be utilized by the Fayette County Sheriff's Office and Fayette County Narcotics Unit. Got the request here. Uh, what is it? It's see, not to exceed five thousand dollars. Purchase a digital camera. And I was gonna say, yeah. What does it say? Not to exceed five thousand if it's five hundred seventy-five dollars. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Well, it's also for the software. Software yeah. too. Support <laughs> that. So. The cameras are what five seventy-nine. And this is from the forfeiture fund, so. Okay. I move we authorize the funds to expand from the Fayette County Office forfeiture funds to pay for the purpose of digital camera and drug detection equipment for the Fayette County Sheriff's Office and Fayette County Narcotics Unit. Is there a second? Second. Any further discussion? All in favor? Aye. 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 All opposed? Motion carries unanimously. Agenda item 20 is to authorize the county attorney's staff members, Carol Friedrich, Bridget Gertner, Gettner. Gettner, I'm sorry, Bridget, I'm sorry, Gettner, and Stacy Olenek to attend the 2022 Key Personnel and Victim Assistance Coordinator Seminar 
November the 2nd through the 4th, 2022 in San Antonio, Texas. That's the move. Second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. All opposed? Motion carries unanimously. Agenda item 21, consider to take appropriate action in approving 2022 budget amendments. And I defer to our auditor. These are amendments that I have started um, doing for the starting on the third quarter and we will finish off at the end of the year. But this was some items that when we had budgeted last year did not get reorganized at the beginning of the year. So that was um, reorganizing some of the salaries, uh, some line items that I had when we had started at the beginning of last year's budget did not get put, utilized of that line item, so I was correcting where they needed to be put. And I will have that ongoing. I'll probably have some more by the end of the year too. So what you're basically doing is trying to get these expenditures put into the appropriate line items where right. they may not be breaking them out for reclassifications. Yeah. We were last year when we did the budget, I wanted certain line items out of uh, salaries out of certain line items and with the person that is no longer in my department, they did not get moved, so that's what I'm doing now. So this was because we made the engine healthcare person salary solely out of that, so this is correcting some of the... the and she the, was supposed to be coming out of there, and instead it never got corrected, so she was coming out of the judges and emergency management. So I'm taking the funds from the indigent healthcare and putting it to that, and come next year she will be coming out of the end. In a uh, indigent healthcare, like she's supposed to. I mean, the judge gets more money being moved. Oh. You yeah. in the emergency management, but that was not coming out right. All right. Don't get more money, you just get your money back. Yeah. Okay. I move we approve the 2022 budget amendments. Is there a second? Second. Any further discussion? All in favor? Aye. Aye. All opposed? Motion carries unanimously. Agenda item 22 is considered to take appropriate action approving 2021 budget amendments as per the auditing firm of Trilicek and Company. Sandy? Um, these would be uh, ones that I guess when he did the outside audit, he found that needed to be corrected on where uh, clearing up some of our due to, due froms. And um, some of the deferred tax revenues, so he was uh, making some adjustments on that on fund balances. So that is what that is. And that's just correcting 2021s to coincide with his year end audit. Okay. Will we approve the 2021 budget amendments as per the auditing firm of Trilly Shake and Company? Is there a second? Second. Any further discussion? All in favor? Aye. Aye. All opposed? Motion carries unanimously. Agenda item 23, consider take appropriate action approving the audit and subsequent FY 2021 Chapter 59 Asset Forfeiture Report of the county attorney who is the attorney representing the state as required by Article 59.06, Code of Criminal Procedure. Okay. And this is the report we have to give to the state. We fill out online for them, and uh, it is done 30, it's done 60 days after the state closes out their year in, which is what the attorney falls under. Uh, that is uh, reports from September to August. And as you can see, we had um, a beginning balance at beginning of September of 21 of $611,714.47. Uh, total seizures of $502,242.69. And they transferred out, which is paying out to the county attorney forfeiture or to the sheriff's 
Berkshire, $689,405.70 to give them an ending balance in the seizure fund of $424,551.46. At the same time of the seizure fund, we also have to do their forfeiture fund report. And it shows in the beginning of uh, September of last year, we had $855,224.22 forfeited. Uh, they had, uh, that's what come from the seizure into just the county attorneys was $215,876.02. And they have expended out $37,977 to give them a ending balance of one million thirty-three. $1,123.24. The expenditures are like what we just approved for her in here. Uh, they have done things for the schools um, and sensors that they had added last year. Um, travel and training that they've done for the Sheriff's Department and other <coughs> police departments as part of their expenditures. Are those seizures tabulated in, uh, it's not just cash they seize it's it's what is it seizure of vehicles seizure of the, the seizures I mean, and that they, dollar amount of the 502 is just cash well when it transferred out that also includes paying other pays out other agencies agencies. outside of Fayette County yes it will pay outside Fayette County it pays to the Sheriff's Department pays to the County Attorney's Department um, yes, sometimes you have the other local police departments, DPS, that has, that receives some of that uh, transfers out. And that's why you see when you get forfeited for the county attorney forfeiture, it's not the same amount as what was transferred out of the seizures. It's because it's gone to other entities. And the, which is up next is the sheriff's report and the narcotics and the constables, their reports are not due till February. Mm -hmm because they get 60 days after our uh, fiscal year closing. Okay. I move we approve the audit into 2021 forfeiture report uh, that is required by the article 59.6 Code of Criminal Procedure. Is there a second? Second. Any further discussion? All in favor? No. All opposed? The motion carries unanimously. Agenda item 24 is to consider and take appropriate action in approving the audit in FY 2021 Chapter 59 Asset Forfeiture Reports by law enforcement agencies, Sheriff and Fayette County Narcotics Unit, as required by Article 59.06 of the Code of Criminal Procedure. And that one gets deferred because um, when I, when James had let uh, Cassie know, he didn't realize that that wasn't due, just the county attorneys was. This one doesn't get done until February next year. Okay, so you want to defer this? No action. I move we defer to a future meeting. Is there a second? Second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. All opposed? Motion carries unanimously. Agenda item 25 is considered to take appropriate action concerning approving the payment of our currently due Fayette County bills and expenses. County Auditor. Okay, our current due bills we have, we had uh, two Garrett metal detectors for a metal detector that we should now have downstairs, that's 5,300. We had to Nancy Lozano preparing appeal records, that was $4,631.43. We had to fire troll for the Justice Center, $3,885.42 to replace the smoke detectors. Um, we had to uh, Brown Ford, check Brown Ford uh, for the 2022 Ford Expedition for the EMS, um, we had to zone Medical Corporation, and I did make a note to all of y'all that would have gotten the accounts payable. That should have came out of the ARP grant, and I have now got it fixed. Uh, but that was a total of, 
It was $502,593.80 for the cardiac monitors, and then we got a credit of $24,122.82 for the ventilators. We have to um, DeWitt Pope, the copier for the Sheriff's Department, $12,950. And to Motorola Solutions, body car camera server for the Sheriff, $10,200. To Eggermeyer Land Clearing for Single Grind Mulch, $34,987. We, uh, daily recycling equipment was the final payment on the Baylor, which is coming out of a grant, $7,125. To Mike Swisper, and I don't know what the other, Gary? Mike and Gary. Okay. $8,000 for the land for the um, Brunel Road Bridge. To Baylor County Appraisal. For the property taxes on the Baylor County School Land, $3,407.71. We had an additional $10,245.08 out of the American Rescue Plan, which was some more for the CAD system and some cables for the phone system that we were getting in. Must be something that somebody bought. And then. For the, uh, we had to do half Maybe down for that Main is. Street Annex, uh, $4,308.13. Any questions? Work on this master card where conference and lodging, conference and lodging but it doesn't. When we do MasterCard, because the majority of everything on MasterCard is conference and lodging, that's what we put as a description. It could be from a part somebody ordered, it could be for conference, it could be for lodging, it could be, I think somebody, one of the- Wasn't that for your broom? I thought that's what Sherry said. You ordered some some parts for your broom, and she said and it was gonna be charged to everybody? Yeah. Charge it. Because that was that truck company, uh, the same one we got, yeah. Um, so we can't, it's sorry. hard to put an extra description on there. The brake? The brake drums on there. Okay. You, you've got a county MasterCard? No, but I didn't go to no lodging either. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm paying for lodging. I never left the house. That's why it's confusing because we have a credit <laughs> card, so we don't remember when we get some good. When you went to Deer Camp. I didn't use it then. So yeah. it puts okay. it all just that one description for all of the. Okay. What else? I move we pay the currently due expenses. Is there a second? Second. Any further discussion? All in favor? Aye. All opposed? The motion carries unanimously. Do I have another? One second. I, I've got it kind of. I had some misinformation given to me. And our time capsule at the Chili Spill will not be open for another 50 years. Oh. So I'll be 105, so I won't make that one. So instead of a 50 years, it's a 100-year capsule. But it's Thank not going to be open Sunday. No, right. unfortunately. I won't make it. Take a peek and okay. put it back. I know but we at. can still come throw candy, right? That's, that's against the rules, but we can do it anyway. Okay. All right. Uh, do I have a motion? Is there a second? Uh, any further discussion? Thank you everybody for coming here today and uh, have a great weekend. And I would ask the commissioners to please, I think there's some things that they may have to sign, so check with Cassie before we get out of here. All in favor? Aye. Aye. All opposed? The motion carries unanimously. Thank you all very much. <laughs>